0: Fess Up with Liz and Nikki A Go Loud original podcast Proudly sponsored by BTL Aesthetics The creators of M-Face The needle free alternative to tightening Lifting and toning your face BTL treatments are available in the best Aesthetic clinics nationwide Go Loud, sounds better with us Hi, I'm Liz Dwyer. And I am Nikki Dwyer and we are the sisters behind the Future Beauty and Health Show. The Future Beauty and Health Show is an event that aims to educate you, the end user, about all things aesthetics. We have brought together the best doctors, plastic surgeons, dermatologists, nurses, practitioners in the industry to teach you about everything from veins to veneers, Botox to boob jobs, acne to rosacea, you name it, we have it all covered under one roof.
1: And up this podcast is an ex- Extension of our live show, but we're kind of flipping the coin here. Normally, in our events, we talk to uh, medical and scientific experts, but here we're talking to real people, well known faces about what they've really had done uh, in terms of tweakments, in terms of treatments, in terms of cosmetic dentistry, cosmetic surgery, the whole nine yards. So, we want to get to the real truth
0: of how people are looking so goddamn amazing these days. So, join us every week as we debunk and demystify on all things aesthetics while we get people to fess up. Very excited about this episode. We are talking to somebody who has been a legendary name in Irish households for 40, 50 years.
1: Terry Prone, for anyone who doesn't know, she was a communications expert. She is... She's not, we're not like call her spin doctor, but she kind of was a political spin doctor. She's an author. She um has an actress. She was an actress and she was the original fess up queen. She fessed up in a book called I'm a, basically a plastic surgery addict. But she's 74. Which is yeah. really interesting because I suppose a lot of people think that this is a Love Island generation obsession, tweakments and surgery and health and so forth. But Terry's been at it way longer than most of us
0: are even born, actually. And like she she was doing it like pre-tweakments. So it was like there was no choice for oh, tweakments, yeah. it was scalpel or nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. But like I think it was born out of she. But look, we'll, 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 get, we'll into get into it, it later yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Like she's amazing. We're we're very, very excited. We are very pumped. Um,
1: Pumped full of. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this week, well, right today, we're because of a, a post I put up on Instagram during the week about hair loss, uh, which has caused absolute like DM meltdown. Yeah. Um, about uh, hair loss treatment, so we're going to talk about hair loss, fem- particularly female hair yeah. loss, because it's a totally different.
0: Yeah, um, male pattern baldness and female pattern baldness are totally different. Profiles, yeah. so they're they're different. You know, I won't call it disease profile, but they're different pro- profiles. Male pattern baldness tends to be, you know, mostly genetic, and the the cure for it is the same kind of things. There's a few different treatments, and basically, transplants is the the bit the big key for male that's pattern. The, baldness.
1: That's the end option. I mean, there yeah. there is loads of other things, but for women,
0: it's a it's a different game ball altogether. Transplants aren't as not everybody's a candidate for transplants as a female, and there's various hormonal profiles and reasons for that
1: yeah because you generally with a hair transplant a surgeon is taking the hair out of the back um of your scalp or you know from a different mm. part of your body and it's controlled by a different hormone profile
0: mm. and then they put that they transplant that hair hair into it's also like we start to lose our hair as we grow older so um you know it's 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 all like it's all linked in with Hormones with endocrinology. It's, so it's fairly complicated and it's also genetic. It?
1: And from, okay, so also from a women's point of view, like we go through so much stuff in our lives hormonally. So from periods to pregnancy, through going on and off the pill, actually is a big mm. one that people don't realize. Uh, taking the morning after pill has an impact. Um, obviously, perimenopause, menopause, another, you know, another shit show of things you've got to deal it's with. It's crack being um, a woman. Having. <laughs> having a baby then after having a baby the postpartum <laughs> fall yeah. out of that our producers I'm, here smirking away I'm
0: like listen yeah, yeah. worst thing that happens to men inappropriate boner on a bus or something that's about <laughs> it it's not just
1: it's an inappropriate <laughs> <boner>. <laughs> anyways so look women female hair loss is complicated and also so you obviously have and devastating and devastating I mean I'm, I'm not saying that it's acceptable for men to lose their it's hair or whatever, n- but
0: it's more socially acceptable I think you know for a, a man if he loses his hair he shaves his head a woman when she loses her hair. Like she shaves her head. It's like I mean, it's so ingrained in in our idea of beauty and our idea of self and our idea of femininity. Mm. And I remember, yeah. I remember during lockdown, we did a, a seminar for the Irish Times. Yeah.
1: Jeepers. Like we were like, no one is gonna log on to this. No one is gonna to pay to log on to us talking. <laughs> Thousands
0: of people log that. yeah. Thousands. It went on and on. And I thought it was all gonna be men, it wasn't it wasn't, it was all women. Locked. But actually if the last couple of days or sorry, the last twenty four hours or anything to, to go by, the amount of DMs I've had from people saying, I have a problem with this, what can yep. I do? So I think what we're gonna to do today is we're gonna talk about Generic female pattern baldness. So rather than go into the nitty gritty of, we're not going to talk about alopecia or any of the kind of more complex, complicated things. It's just the hair loss that we all start to experience, uh, mostly around your forties and fifties when our hair starts to thin out and And recede. Yeah, it's thin out and recede. It's mostly hormone related and um, and genetic related. They're the two kind of main factors. Yeah, and you you outside of outside of you know. you stress, know, stress hormones and, diet, and diet and lifestyle, so factors. we can talk about stress hormones li- lifestyle, you know till the cows come home, but I think you know people we want solutions. Like to think I'd like to think people know that, that that you know if you're eating McDonald's and having a shit diet and drink your head off and smoke your head off, then it's gonna know, have an your impact skin, skin in your skin hair it, and everything yeah. is gonna look shit, so I mean um well, look, that's being facetious and simplifying it, but like, let's just talk about the bit that we can kind of control. Talk about my hair loss. So yeah, well, I've had hair loss too. I've had, not really. I have. I, have, I haven't. When, no, I totally have. After mum died, my hair. Do you not remember oh, yeah, it, my hair, Alouise? Absolutely. Sister, yeah, yeah. My hair just really. I went from having a big, thick ponytail to it like thinning out to nothing, oh, yeah. and about. Uh when I had my second baby, I literally was like, Oh my hair is like a mane, it's so sexy and beautiful. And now look at my ponytail. Look back to being this skinny. is my ponytail. Yeah. Oh yeah, fair enough. I have nothing left and I actually yeah, your hairline
1: is still good though. Your hairline is your, your density a pin is a bit oh yeah, now that you say it it yeah, is look, much thinner. Was, and at the back it's gotten very scrony,
0: but that's because you're dying the crap out of yourself. I know well, but you need to stop throwing bleach into you but actually I think since I've moved to Galway like you want to see the You're inside gonna of my kettle You're going to blame the hair? No, you blame to, the well, no <laughs> I blame right? the water like you want to see the, the inside of my kettle is absolutely wrecked like we've only been there for a period of time and the, the kettle has to be put in the bin. It's like well, it's uh, water. Yeah. It's hard water. It's you can get water. listen.
1: I'll buy you one for Christmas now. You can get these things. You stick on your yeah. your shower But head. it makes a difference to your yeah. head.
0: And it's funny because when I when I recently was home in Dublin like, and I washed my hair, I was like, oh, it feels totally different and soft. Actually, and, yeah. You know when you go, I went to yeah. go to the gym. My hair feels different because it's better water, water in the gym. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, look. I think I think you know, water quality has definitely got some part to play in it. Dying the shit out of your hair for twenty years, like 20 you and years, I have been where doing. Are you going? 20 years. 30, years? 30 years 30 years we've been tying our hair god that's terrible isn't it um like obviously has a part to play in it. Honestly,
1: your hairline is not fine. My hairline Yours, yeah. I have Phil Collins cul de sacs yeah. going on. Like yeah. and they're pretty bad now. Yeah. So my any my receding hairline is getting worse and worse over the last few years. So
0: if no you're no a listener, yes. what do you do? Okay, you've three, what three are options. options?
1: Right, you have three options. Okay. Number one is the old fashioned one, which is minoxidil, right? Or or people might Topical know it. Topical treatment. Topical treatment, i.e. something you rub on your head, okay? So minoxidil, or people might know it as rogaine. Um you can get it in the pharmacy over the counter. And what, prescription. And prescription. They're well. different strengths.
0: So so it's a bit like bleaching for your teeth it's like you know, 5% or 10% or whatever but I mean the
1: cost of the even the cost of the over-counter stuff is like really expensive it's like 50-60 quid for a month's supply and now if you can get a prescription you can get it for much you know it's cheaper um, and again I don't I've, think I mean if, if your hair loss is your thing like yeah, that is not a, a big investment I know, but the problem with minoxidil right there Down is on forever. Oh well not well actually first of all it only works when you're using it so it's not like you use it for six months and then you get a long term benefit you have yeah. to you have to continuously use it so it's a lifetime commitment basically yeah. if, you, if you like the results
0: so there's, so there's ones that do subscription services actually too. yes yeah.
1: actually yeah I'll come back to that now in a second so minoxidil the other problems with the minoxidil is like as a again as a female I've tried to use it's all like you can get a foam or you can get a serum um and you rub it into your your bald patches or wherever whatever's your you know thinning mm. zones and uh, but it's very greasy and very oily so then you're like you're doing it at night then you're washing your hair in the morning and then like it's Sorry, it's just fundamentally it's a pain in the ass. So with um, so minoxidil, I mean, it is an option. Probably better for a, a man who has short hair who isn't looking to blow dry his hair every day or whatever. Mm. Um, and you can get higher doses. You can get minoxidil uh, in tablet form. I, you take it mm. uh, orally. But um, again, there's a litany of um, side effects. Side effects from like bloating to like oh, it's all sorts of stuff. So it's probably not the best option out there.
0: But I suppose it's an option. It's an option, and also maybe like maybe the solution for. Listeners is a combination of all these things.
1: Exactly. So if you go to, to a hair clinic, whatever, often yeah. what they will do is give you a combo. So they layer up a treatment. So they yeah. might give you a minoxidil, and then you might be prescribed finasteride, which is yeah, a drug. this is the drug. So this is like level two. Yeah. Also called propecia in in you know, other other countries. terms. Yeah. 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 So finasteride was for a pro- was for a prostate, right? Uh, it was a prostate drug, yeah. and then they find out by proxy. Yeah. Like many drugs, um, yeah. that the hair growth was coming through as as a, as a yeah. you know a Positive side effect, I suppose, in some respects. So they started trying to use it as a, a hair loss drug. Now, technically, it's only supposed to be prescribed to men. However, I know a lot of dermatologists who will oh. prescribe it off-label, as such to yeah. women in certain percentages. Um, five well, we've milligrams had a, is kind of the preferred amount. However, we've uh, had a,
0: we've had this is the most interesting part about this. I think. Yeah. Here's the however. Well. So, the 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 number one side effect of finasteride, well, we can't say that for sure. But well, the number one I think side effect that we hear from people about finasteride is a loss of libido and an inability to orgasm and ejaculate from male. Yeah. Is
1: it? Yeah. yeah. Or your ejaculation is not as strong. So apparently, mm. according to, to dermatologists and doctors I know, if they say this to a man, a man comes in with hair loss thing, I've hair loss, and they said, "Well, we have a solution, but you might lose your your power orgasm, to your yeah. or, or, orgasm or ejaculate." And they go, "Right, no thanks." If you say it to a woman, they go, "Grant, I don't care, I want yeah. my hair back." <laughs> like, which just kind of goes to show you women's you know women's relationship with hair. Well, it was not just it's relationship with hair, glory, right? It kind of is. Like, I feel like my hair is my armor, and like also we've had that for years. You know, good hair day. You know, you had the blow dry, You feel better. Like there is something empowering yeah.
0: about it. It's very primal.
1: Actually, I, think it's primal. I don't know what it is. So,
0: anyhow so
1: anesthetics, anyway, so so is, is an option again, but it must it be prescribed. Must be prescribed. And there's people the
0: prescribe it for you, though. but there's
1: loads of like issues with it in terms of it, you know, it, it, it. If you're on other medication, it can. It has lots of like you know counter effects and so forth. So you know, it's again, it's not a silver bullet. Um, but but again, it is an option and it's something that you can get you know from HSC. Um, on your drug scheme and so forth. So, it you know, it's not going to cost you millions of euros. Uh, th- right. So the options are, okay, minoxidil, number one. Well, not number one, but this is option A,
0: minoxidil. That's over the counter. Option, option B a, is prescribed medications, prescribed which medication. is finasteride and then various other drugs depending on your specific, you know, cause. Option there. C could be go
1: to a trichologist and you could, um, mm-hmm. there's very few of them actually in Ireland, and you could do scalp treatments and so forth. It could be scalp information. Option D, I guess, is the the old hair transplant. But as we said before, yeah. hair transplants for women, like you know, there's there's a different hormone profile for women, mm. so they're generally not as effective. Um, generally, you need to shave the head. Uh, yeah. A lot of women might be reluctant to shave the head yeah. um, because you new want
0: the, the, the follicles. I know there is newer there's ones. New ones, like and so, that, the robot. Have you seen the yeah. robot? So, yeah. like the bonds down in, in Tralee have that bonds of course. Yeah. So basically, like the traditional traditional surgery is, you know, they take a strip of of your scalp. They yeah. actually take the skin with know, the yeah. hair follicles yeah. in it, take it out. They bring it into a lab, and one by one, lab technicians take every single follicle out, treat the hair follicle, and and prep it, Jeez. for then to it be, be the most minor. transferred back. Yeah. In to the head one by one, one by one. Seriously. So the whole thing takes, I think, about eight or ten hours. Oh you no, know, it's really, it's very labor-intensive. Like a day. That's the traditional way, and so the new way is there's a, it's literally a robotic arm. Yeah. And it uses, I think, it uses AI and it, yeah. can, it can basically sense where you have the most hair and the better quality hair, and it'll take a strand from like the back of your head. And then it, then it puts it, it, it back in. Yeah,
1: but no, it puts it into a little harvest thing and then it puts it back in. But a lot of the hair the hair surgeons say they don't like it Boy. and that nothing beats you know, nothing beats old fashioned manual surgery, you know. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I mean but from a female point of view, we're still
0: saying it's not the number one option. Just as as another thing, um, the the infrared. Oh the infrared. So yeah, like yeah, this is big kind of the future. Yeah. Um, you know, like we all we, again, infrared generally treats inflammation so yeah. and promotes cell turnover and you know cell growth, your hair follicles being part of that. Yeah. So there's there's some of the, the new companies like Dermalux and um Parent body, Parent body. Yeah. they all have these like helmets. Helmets, yeah. yeah, but actually, I'm going to try and get one of these ones called the the Flex. It's called the Flex, yeah. and you like pop prop it up in front of your like your laptop. so yeah. You're sitting there tapping away. Just, it's just great for everything, but like most of all, actually, for like sad syndrome and like, miserable in the winter.
1: No, I don't think infrared light is to do with sad.
0: No, it definitely helps with sad it? syndrome. Yeah, yeah.
1: because like, I use the current body on my face and I've like, the neck one, and like yeah. it's, it stimulates collagen. Like, I mean, different LED or, or sorry, pardon me, different light waves have different yeah, blue, functions.
0: yellow, red. Blue is left. for
1: anti-inflammatory, green generally tends to help with acne. Red tends to help stimulate collagen and so forth. Um, and obviously all the biohackers are obsessed with these infrared saunas for treating general. Well, I think audience. the general gist
0: is like that's another, I mean, if somebody is interested in doing stuff that doesn't involve them sticking lotions and potions on them or taking a drug yeah. or getting surgery, here are your other options. Yeah. So,
1: A, you could use these. But now, with these um, devices, they're literally like they look like something out of like Star Wars. You put on yeah. a helmet you don't and don't these be... red
0: lights start beaming out of it. Um, but I mean, if you're sitting there tapping away at your computer or sitting there watching the crown at nighttime, yeah, you yeah. stick it on your head and off you go. I
1: couldn't. I try, I, can't, I can't do anything while I have them on because I find the uh, the light very blinding. But that's because you're having it on your face. If yeah. you had it on your head, maybe not so Might much. Might be different. My, my bold neighbor genuinely called into me the other day and asked me, should he invest in one? And I was like, ah, dude.
0: You're too You're far.
1: literally about a decade too late. Oh yeah, Yeah. that's another really important piece of information. And by the way, sorry, people don't know none
0: of these. If if you have fully lost your hair, there is no regaining it.
1: Yeah. So all of these things can what they can do is they can stimulate dormant cells. Sorry, dormant follicles. Yeah. They cannot bring dead cells back. Yeah. So so
0: if you are fully bald bald for like ten years, you are not going to have a, a master head of hair, even if you get a transplant. They can only. They can ro- only. Well, you can with a transplant. I mean, no, you can't. You're not going to get like you know whopper hair, but you can get but something. No, because no, they have to put it back into into follicles that are still living. I think, do they not? No, you can take other living follicles from other places. Oh, right, yeah, I know. No. Trans- so the next gen stuff, which is what we're going okay. to talk about now, very quickly to right the very end. I know, but this is kind of the most interesting of all of us. So. <laughs> We've got You wait okay. with bated breath. <laughs> so, Liz, what are we doing this week? Okay, so this is a new treatment
1: for me and my like Phil Phil Collins hairline. Um mm. it's called Cal C M. So C-A-L-E-C-I-U-M-I-C-E-U M. It's like spelled calcium wrong basically. So um it was made by uh, it's like a it's a stem cell treatment effectively. Um with exosomes in it, so so ba- this Singapore, the surgeon over in Singapore was using this treatment, okay um his name is dr. Ivor Lim, um and he was using it for wound healing, wound healing after mm. surgery um, after surgery or, basically. Yeah. yeah, and he was using stem cells from red deers mm. right from the umbilical cords of red deer, which sounds kind of freaky and mm. not very nice and evil to animals and stuff like that, but these it, it's all very ethical ironically um and the the umbilical cords are coming out once the the, the deers are having their babies mm. and generally they get thrown away but the vets keep them they harvest the stem cells from these umbilical cords mm. um, and then they can multiply them in the lab and the, when those stem cells then are put into your bold patches effectively mm. so they microneedle them in or you can derma rub pen them or them them or whatever yeah. Pen. Yeah, so Basically something has to put a channel in your skin to So you have to create a puncture You have to puncture the skin for yeah, the stem cells And lash it on the top And then they rub it in the top effectively, right? That's kind of a simplified version mm-hmm. of it um, So these stem cells basically trigger your hair follicles to behave as if they were young hair follicles. Now, it's only going to work on dormant ones. It's not going to work on dead ones. Okay? okay. So, that's number one. They also have exosomes in that mm. in that formula. So, exosomes, I'm sure we've talked about it before in this pod, these are kind of the, the hot new thing in aesthetics. Um, they're like little delivery cells also, which kind of go around all your cells saying, hey, hey Nikki, I've got a parcel for you. Here's how you can behave like a 15-year-old again. Right? So, that's kind of like a, a, a simplified version. I think of what, we call it
0: a <laughs> <so>. neurotransmitter. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh,
1: highbrow. Highbrow high science here. But okay, so I, I it actually has been peer like these. These have been peer
0: reviewed. And they've uh, doubled. They've double-blind placebo. They have
1: proper scientific yeah, 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 yeah. papers behind them. They've been published this year in the in the in um the yeah, scientific journals, scientific journals of plastic surgery. So it's much less woo-woo and snake oily. I'm still not like 100% convinced it's going to work. I've yeah. only done one treatment in clinic. So you you can do you can go at home. You can do it at home. Micro needling, yeah. rub it in. But you need to be one of those very diligent people who will do as you're told. Follow the instructions. Which you are not. I know, but I'm trying to be really good with this one because I really want my hair back. Um, or you can do it in clinic. And uh, you can. Go into the clinic every week and have her done um, for six weeks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to take ages. Actually, I was in there in five minutes. I was was oh, like, Jesus, I... That was super quick. Okay, super quick. So you one yeah. a week for six weeks. What? So I'm basically what I'm doing is I'm starting in the clinic and I'm finishing in the clinic after six weeks. And in the six weeks in between, I'm doing it at home myself because I don't I don't have the capacity to get into town all the time. Also, it costs much more money. It's much more expensive to do it. Um, so how much is the treatment? So it's 360 euros for if you want to do it at home for a box, and okay. you get the micro needling. And actually, I was really impressed with the micro. It's called a micro stamp. There's like oh, yeah. millions of Just needles. There. It's de- much much easier to use in a roller For your skin as well. i going to absolutely going to use it on my skin. Yeah. Um. And you get like little vials. Mm. Um. And then you rub the. And that's vials what 360 it. is it?
0: 360. That's a six. I don't cover. think that's a bad. Like again, if you're like looking at your hair and you're crying at night time, going, I don't want to cry, because some hair. Like a yeah. setting. I don't think that's a bad. Unless, listen,
1: effect. I'd be spending 360 on the extensions. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And the rest, yeah. yeah. So and then and then so and then, then, then sorry, the clinical version is much more expensive. Like, but your,
0: it's much more. Yeah. You, higher. It's level. not necessarily.
1: Yeah. There's like I mean, it's more. It's more that they're using the skin pen. To needle it into you, so they're, yeah, 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 they're doing okay. deeper needle. They're doing deeper yeah, needling, yeah, yeah. and obviously you're using the clinic time, the clinic expertise, and so forth. Um, and it's, it's it important. makes you accountable. And it makes you accountable. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, sometimes my favorite things is yeah. you
0: invest in things. You're like more likely to show up as if you go home yeah, with bit. stuff in your pocket. You're like, Ash, sure, I'll do that. No, I've yeah. no time tonight. Ah, sure, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And, and
1: also, you're not allowed to wash your hair for 24 hours afterwards. It's kind of annoying, right? Mm. You know, again, you've got to time this in. You can't just, you just lash Do it on. it
0: on a Monday night, no if you go or
1: something. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, you have yeah. to schedule it. So no, you can't. You have to do it twice a week, mm-hmm. um, or maybe even three times a week, yeah. depending on your your regime. So I've only just started, but I've, a pal of mine over in London, um, she's a beauty journalist like me, Olivia Falcon, and she got amazing results with it. So did her mom. It's very good results. Listen, but I'm so cynical at this stage. But I really mm. have high hopes for this. Yeah, um, and I know from exosome research and everything, mm. they are kicking ass in terms of well, the, what they can do.
0: So the other uh, treatment that's kind of hot in the in the hair hair industry is PRP. Um, Which is. Basically take your own blood, swing it around in a in a in a centrifuge, they take the plasma and the plasma in your blood has contains growth factors. So they AKA inject it. the vampire facial, but yeah. for your scalp. I mean, I wish people would stop calling it the vampire facial because I think like it does it an in, in injustice. So it's not it's not just for a scalp, it's for anywhere. You can use your own plasma anywhere in your body for any different thing. And sports science has used it for years to help with joints and Yeah, but well, its original use was actually in burn burn victims. But so what they've now done, like there's companies like Cellular Matrix who have who have taken PRP, which mm. is like the basic plasma and then they've like added stuff to it to make it like next gen. So there's something like called cellular matrix which they take your plasma mix it with a HA. So they, they I think... What's the HA now? Come on. Hyaluronic acid. Yeah. And using that with the growth factors in your own plasma has been known to increase hair growth and mm. maintain hair growth. Now I did it when I was postpartum so it, it's very hard to, to tell in isolation yeah. what the actual affection it was but I did do it on my face and I thought it was amazing it was lovely but in my hair yeah. in these little bits here and look at all lovely my little hair is back. look at all these little fluffy things so that's a good few months on from those treatments awesome. and they're all like obviously I know I've got the postpartum hormonal kind of profile going on but I mean there was definitely some growth on the back of that treatment pretty instantaneously Let us bring in our next guest. Without further ado, welcome Terry Prone. We are so excited to have you here. And there's a bit of a backstory behind this. So um, Liz and I have have followed you for, I don't know how many years now, a very long time. My mom was was one of your biggest fans. She read... Everything about you, all your books, everything. And I remember very early on um, sitting down, watching The Late Late with my mum. And my mum was like squealing, squealing to my dad. like, Brian, come in here. Terry problems on The Late Late talking about her facelift. (laughs) (laughs) So you were the original... Fess up. You were the you you did this way before anyone else did uh in Ireland and you were talking about it and nobody was talking this about was it. This
1: was in the early nineties, by the way. Yeah. 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 So that's pretty incredible. So that's thirty years ago now.
0: Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Thirty years ago. Oh, like it's incredible. And um so I think like we're very excited to because yeah. we're trying to do what you did thirty, 30 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. We're trying to now bring it to the next level and like crack it open and really, you know, have this as a, a mainstream conversation. And Are we I mean, it's become
1: ma- so mainstream, but before we get into the sociology of it all, normally we open up the uh, pod with a, a quick, far question about what people have had done. But we thought with you, <laughs> we were just <laughs> going to list off everything that you've had done. And if we've left everything out, you're going to add, add to it. OK, so this is what I've, this is just what I've gathered. I might be wrong. So you had liposuction. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise that I had to pick <laughs> oh, yeah. the bars. Yep, <laughs> the box, right. Definitely. Okay. Uh, t- uh, teeth, teeth implants? Yes. Okay. Brow lift? Yes. Facelift yes. twice? Yes. Eye surgery? Yes. Foot, foot surgery, which
0: yes. I'm
2: really interested <laughs> Yes, and it was one of the best things
1: I ever did. Yeah. Botox? Yes. Obviously. Filler? Yes. Uh, chemical feels? No. Oh. Hmm. Never had that. Uh, laser treatment? Yes. Okay. Um, and anything am I missing? Anything from that list? Uh, yes, an arm
2: lift. Oh, an arm lift. I read that, yeah. Uh, and a breast lift. Oh, f- what? Oh, and a tummy tuck. No way. Yeah. You've literally done it all. I've You've done it all and I plan to do more of it. You do I not. You for at least another facelift. Uh, probably blepharoplasty. And after that I'll think about it. Oh my wow. God.
0: Okay,
1: can we revert, can we go back right to the 90s when, you, okay, so obviously this, for people who don't know Terry's backstory, I mean, obviously you're a communications expert, you have such a prolific reputation around Ireland, you know, you were... You and I am a writer. And you're a and writer. And you have
2: a really good book out you, at the what's,
1: moment What's the book called? called Caution to the Wind. Caution to the Wind. it's in every good bookstore. Well done, get the plug in there. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> so back in the 90s you had a car accident. This is where it all started.
2: I right, So tell guess. us about that. Uh, it was It was earlier than the nineties. It was when my son was about seven. Okay. And what happened was that I was headed to the west of Ireland on the last day of the summer holidays. Uh So all the traffic was coming the other way. Yeah. I came around a bend in the road at Leek Slip. And apparently there was a car on my side of the road facing me. This was because he had pulled out past the line of traffic, didn't get back in. And the two of us smacked into each other, each of us doing about 50 miles an hour. My car was reduced to 170 quids worth of scrap metal and me likewise. Everything was broken except my right arm. Everything, face... Uh, arm, ribs, legs, everything. And the surgeon who worked on me described me as being like eggshells in a polythene bag. Wow. Oh my God.
0: Because I read that the steering wheel actually fractured pretty much every bone in your face yes oh. yeah. exactly so you had to go to and max, me max brain
2: and don't
0: tell me you can tell <laughs> <laughs> no more than us under a bottle of wine <laughs> but uh, I heard that you so you had to go to a max fax and marry a facial surgeon and have full facial reconstructive surgery Internally and externally. Yes.
1: So at that point, did you say, right, if I'm here now, we may as well fix a few bits and pieces? Or No, what happened happened was that they did the basics. And
2: I was so eager to get back to work and out of being a patient Mm. that I, uh, what's the word, released myself from hospital illegally. They uh, gave me lectures and uh, I went back to work. And it was only about six months later in the States that I I had begun to realize, my face is awful now. It's functional, but it moves in a different way. Wow. It's just. Awful, it's lopsided, it's horrible. And
0: because they had done a job to 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 deal with the, an accident yes. as opposed to
2: precisely, yes. and I had the wit at the time to say, Whoa, hold on a second. And so I was in the States and I saw this ad in the paper for a plastic surgery cosmetic surgery seminar, mm. and I thought, Feck it, I'll go along. The original
0: no, Future Beauty. beauty. No. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and i went along and there was this plastic surgeon named robert bruick big handsome authoritative kind of guy and the audience was fascinating there were about 30 people there but 25 of them women and the women were all wearing polar necks or had scarves <laughs> draped across their necks to conceal <laughs> the bad bits uh, or were putting their hands like this on their jawline to try and conceal the sag I like They were so worshipful of this guy and he was so enjoying them being worshipful (laughs) that at a certain stage, the journalist in me kicked in and I said, Dr. Brooke, could you tell us about your worst case?
0: Yes, good for you. And
2: he said, he stopped dead and he looked at me and all the others looked at me as though, you evil person. And he said, yes, I can. Um, it was the worst morning of my entire career. He said, I had done a facelift on a woman and the following morning I went round to check her. And he said, I opened the door to her room and her husband was on the other side of the bed and he stood up and he said to me, is this the way it's supposed to be? And she turned and he said... Her skin was sloughing away, sloughing away was the word, from the stitches. Mm. And he was just transfixed. I know the answer to this. And he had her, I bet you do, Mm. he had her in theatre again within an hour to fix it. And everybody there was looking at him with their eyes wide. And he said, The reason? She was a smoker. Yeah. (gasps) And he oh, said, yeah. since then, let's be clear, mm. I will not do any surgery on any one of you mm. unless you submit to being tested every month for three months mm. to prove to me that you're not smoking. It's what? funny,
0: you know, I, I, I'm I, a lawyer by trade. And in my very, very early legal career, I did a Medneg defence case for a plastic surgeon in Ireland who um, he was being sued by somebody who'd had a full face and neck uh classic reconstruction. And um, anyhow, like that, the pictures, she she said the side of her face was like a a whoopee cushion. So it just, it just didn't heal. It didn't stick. The skin didn't re-stick, for want of a better word. God love her. And she had all these open wounds down the side of her face. These, you know, old school surgeons and all down the side of her neck. And it was, and she was a beautiful looking woman and she was destroyed. And uh, we went and (laughs) pulled the the videos from the hospital and there she was half an hour before the surgery, smoking outside the hospital. Yeah. So that was the the defence done.
2: lethal to your capacity to heal? Yeah. Now, I obviously didn't have to do that because I had never except for three So when did
1: you have your first... Was it with this, with it this surgeon? It was about
2: 1995. With this guy? Was with this guy. Okay. And one of the things that I said to him was, look, I'm lopsided. And I wasn't lopsided in the past. For sure. And he said, yes, here, uh, you need a cheek implant mm, as okay. well as the mm. uh, the facelift. And I, I remember saying to my husband that I was going to have a little procedure done. A <laughs> little procedure. He little should pick me up. And... Tom, I, Tom never got over the pickup because when you have a full facelift, you come out basically in a tyre, yeah, a bandages, this yeah. huge bandage that goes all around. Plus, because it's a general anaesthetic, you don't whether it. it's Christmas or Tuesday. And <laughs> there were there were drains coming down the back. And Thomas, look at—he actually didn't recognise me for starters, <laughs> and said, "No, no, that's not my wife." And they said. Trust us Yeah, <laughs> it is. And he took me. You to approved. The following morning, he was taking wonderful care. He sat down on the bed and he said, Tess. Don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> I don't care how you mutilate yourself, but don't leave me unwarned as to the awfulness that I have to deal with. Yeah. So I was What did you
0: know? Did you that. know that I, what- I
2: knew that there was going to be drains and I had investigated and I knew about the big bandage. I suppose I just thought Tom is such a coper. He'd be He'd be, be grand. How did you cope with the recovery? Oh great. Uh with as soon as they took the bandage off I was just combing my hair around my face to conceal the uh, scars and stitches and stuff. And I was out and about in grand. How long did it take to recover? And it didn't take. I mean, once the stitches were out I, and I was going home, it was it was perfect. And, and the healing was such fun because <laughs> after a <laughs> facelift... Yeah. As it heals, you get this fantastic sensation as if you have champagne under your skin. Yeah, the fizz. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a gorgeous sensation. And also, when I came back, because I was, say, two weeks in the States and once I knew that I was safe to fly, I came back. Um, people saying, oh, you must have had a great holiday. You look so relaxed and so fresh. And what? Yeah. And if this is the effect of plastic surgery... Count me in. What's the next?
0: Really? Wow. That was the gateway. Yeah. So then that, that was literally the gateway drug to all of the other ones. So what did you do after that? What was next?
2: Uh, I had already had teeth implants, but that was because uh, in the car crash, I had lost mm-hmm. all but four. I have only four of my own teeth. Uh-huh. Um, so I had had the teeth implants. The next thing was that I had a brow lift because I had a massive scar across the top of my forehead. And I figured that if they were going to lift the skin up Mm. and into my hair, Mm. it would remove the scar, which it duly did. And Um,
1: back to America or did you go
2: here? I did almost all of it in the States. Because of the time the surgeons were just better. Exactly. And also... At the time in Florida, mm-hmm. the surgeons were so used to older people. The other thing was, at some stage I was having some procedure, I don't know what it was, and they would, you know the thing where they say, "Do are you allergic to this? Do you have side effects from that? Yes. Or, and I said, look, I'm not allergic to anything. The only uh, symptoms I ever have after plastic surgery, or any surgery, is the most god awful caffeine withdrawals uh, <laughs> headache because I'm a, a coffee addict. Yeah. And uh, the guy looked at me and he said, we can put caffeine yeah. in your drip. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I mean, lover, who cool is that? It's yeah.
0: so American, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like, isn't that so, It's like, oh, we'll it's just American give you caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. You need caffeine. We'll give you caffeine. Yeah. Just genius. Now, <laughs> not everything worked.
1: The foot
2: surgery worked. What was the okay, first? Okay, well, yeah. like, we need That's to like, pair
0: back. We here. need to pair
1: back. Okay, Sorry, we need yes. a timeline. So we had a brow lift. And then you went back for a second facelift,
2: no? That was ages later, was it? That was a while later. Okay. It was, a, it's what's called a mini lift. A mini lift. Because I wasn't satisfied with the under the chin thing.
1: Okay, so when you look at yourself in the mirror, like a few months after surgery, I guess, do you, do you, do you ever freak out and go, oh my God, you know, that's not me? Or do you just go, brilliant, I'm, I'm better and newer me? Always
2: the second. The only time I ever freaked out hmm at the sight of myself was about it was Christmas and it was three months after my car crash and because I was in a wheelchair for a year after the car crash I couldn't see myself in any mirrors Oh, because they're too low for the mirror and my husband handed me uh, a box of baubles because he was decorating the Christmas tree and I could see myself reflected in the baubles (gasps) and it was just gobsmacking. I I mean, I just cried and cried and cried. Didn't recognise yourself. And my wonderful husband, who didn't believe in sympathy, said, Tess, I know your face has changed. I've got used to it. You'll get used to it.
0: Oh, Like, isn't that just pure love, though, <laughs> isn't it? Aww. You know, that they love you inside and out. Mm. And it really doesn't matter whether you've, you know, smashed your face in with the steering that wheel. That didn't work. Go on, tell us Go about it.
2: I would regard the arm lift as not
1: working. Okay, mm. tell where did you get the arm lift? America? Back yes. to America?
0: When? Yes. Do you know when? What kind of timeline? About 1990. Oh, was it 1990. to get rid of sag or oh, yeah. was it on the back of weight loss? Or? I'm
2: sorry, it was on the back of weight loss. Around that time, I lost five stone.
0: Wow. I how? don't know
2: what that is in kilos. Oh, starvation and. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) You know, three (laughs) boiled eggs a day, all of the wrong things. (laughs) And then, uh, well, there were two problems. One, can I keep it off? This was before Ozempic. I want Ozempic, folks. But yeah. anyway, well,
0: I've, been it, I've been on it now for yeah six months, seven uh, yeah. months, forty two pounds. Every time I see it, there's less yeah. of yeah. it. Like Can I talk to your dad I'm nearly yeah. four stone, down. Yeah, yeah. we'll yeah. talk to you all about it later. It
2: is a fun, but I and it's one of the things that I feel very strongly about. When people say, "Oh, stars, yeah. um, are using Ozempic to lose weight," that's not necessarily true. I am at my perfect weight right yeah. now. I still want it because as anybody who is addicted to food will tell you, yeah, every day is filled with food noise. I really, I've just smelled toast. I must have a croissant. It, it's yeah, what's for dinner of at 7am? Little <laughs> battles all the time and I would just like to not have those little battles yeah. anymore. Anyway. Back um, to the arm lift. The arm lift. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Um, the arm lift, I didn't realise that and it's something that Anybody who's going for surgery needs to know their particular things – I have a tendency towards what's called keloid scarring. Oh, mm. yes. Which means that you don't get a nice thin white line. Mm. You get a raised thing like yeah. a flex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it meant that I had had the, the arm lift in the hope of being able to wear sleeveless Mm-mm. stuff from then on. I have never been able to wear wow. sleeveless stuff there Ann. And
0: But did, did you like, not keloid on your face yeah. when you did the... I think the guy was so
2: good mm. that although other surgeons can tell me, "Oh, you had facelift," once they examined me, no ordinary human could.
1: Hmm. So, but the, the scars in your arms, like, do they run up from elbow to kind of underarm? Yep. And do you, do you still have them, or do you get them redone?
0: No, I still you, have them because I them. just abandoned them. You abandoned to the arms? Hell with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough.
1: So that didn't work out as planned. No. no.
0: Tell us about but the it, foot surgery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why? Why did you get foot surgery?
2: Like because. I was beginning to get corns,
1: okay. oh. and
2: I thought I just can't. First of all, I hate feet at yeah. the best of time, including my feet. Um, but the thought of having these bumpy, awful things, and again, I saw an ad in. <laughs> You're very, very.
0: You're like a marketeer's dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Terry comes in, you know. It's like Brazilian butt lifts and <laughs> double D's. This ad said. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> I'm surprised you don't you look like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> you never have to worry about corn formation. And I thought, that's interesting. So I went along and I said, what exactly do you do? And he said, you have a thing called hammer toes. And I said, thanks a bunch. Yeah. And he said, no, if you look at them, they go up in a much more harsh way than normal toes do. It's like they go bump. Bump. Yeah. yeah, and I said, "Okay." I never knew I had to hammer toes, and he said, <laughs> "Never heard of it." Your mother has hammer toes, and try to form probably. And then I was thinking of corn plasters and all that stuff, and he said, "It's it's a genetic thing, and the correction is we weaken the tendon mm. behind each toe." Oh, that sounds painful. And, well, it was local anaesthetic, and I was able to watch all of it.
1: And did you and watch
2: all it, of it? Oh, absolutely. Mm. I would watch everything. Um, I mean, I'd watch my own facelift when oh, yeah, I have too. the next one yeah. if I could. It's great. Yeah. Um, but the, the uh, foot surgery yeah. worked fantastically. And particularly if you're somebody who likes walking in four-inch heels, mm-hmm. It was just bliss that mm-hmm. you just don't have any problem with your feet after that.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah, This is like, so our generation is all about tweakments, i.e. the non-invasive options. Do you think if you had had access to all of these 30 years ago, you would have foregone surgery and kind of gone down the non-invasive route? Or do you think you'd hell with it, I'm going straight for the jugular? It depends on the thing. Okay. Um, at the stage when I had the
2: facelift, I do not believe that a tweakment would have. Okay, for sure. On the other hand, Uh one of the things that I discovered about Botox was that I had Botox a couple of times. And since the car crash, I had always suffered from migraine because I was damaged in the brain as well. And I, I never had massive headaches, but I had the aura thing, which is, in a sense, worse because you can't drive, you can't read, you can't watch television. Uh, you get this weird visual distortion. Mine is like an Art Deco swimming pool, <laughs> and it it just closes you down. Yeah, and terribly uh, debilitating. Very. And then I, I suddenly one day I thought, this is very odd. It's gone. It's gone and I thought what have I done different? and suddenly I thought that makes no sense yeah. went online well Boom. hey yeah. it's the greatest cure for yeah. migraine
1: everything not just, just yeah. migraine like literally time <laughs> ran an article saying it's the wonder drug, wonder drug of our generation Like well it is it does Like there's a million different they use it for yeah. babies and
0: squint they sweat. use it for like p- paralysis people who have palsy I, I recently got it done in, in both sides of my jaw because I grind so badly at night time for incontinence I'm, I'm all
1: down here because I have a thing called TMJ. Or incontinence. Oh, yeah, it's very effective very yeah. for incontinence, they, stress incontinence, inge- urinary incontinence. They inject your urethra because um, anal, stop. fecal incontinence. Like there's literally a million uses for it. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of this generation? Do you think we're under like huge pressure to look picture perfect any more so than your generation or no?
2: Absolutely not. Get a no, grip. Get a grip. Yeah, yeah, get over ourselves. Yeah. You have more capacity. To interfere gently and improve your, and you have feckin' well um, uh, money. The, uh, but the the drug, what you call it? Ozempic. Ozempic. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with your whinging?
0: Get yeah, on we're, with it. We're not whinging. <laughs> we're like, bring it on. We love it. But do you think it? Do you think it's? Do you think it's easier for this generation with all of this stuff, or do you think it's? The same problem. We're just re- like I mean Marilyn Monroe's days. They were kind of dealing with a different problem, and your generation, like it was still this pressure on women to look good. And like you know, I read one of your articles where you said uh, you were talking about Jerry Hall, and you said uh, you know she she had made some you know glib about women are doing this so that you know if your if your husband's going to leave you for a twenty five year old, he's going to leave you for a twenty five year old no matter what face you get done or whatever. Um, and you rightly said at the time, you said, well, listen, like, I'm not doing it for my husband, I'm doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that women are, are you know, that the pressure has changed at all or it's become less or more or that it's just the same and it's just a different generation that's a new new set of tricks in their bag? It has changed slightly in that Me Too and the consequent
2: body consciousness, body positivity mm. stuff uh, did make it unacceptable, to, well, reasonably unacceptable, it still happens, to start by commenting on somebody's appearance mm. or to say to them, Do you know if you lost 20 pounds, you'd be much yeah. better off? Um, that's not acceptable anymore. It
1: yeah, just, but people are still thinking it. I'm sorry. Yes. You don't say it, but everyone's thinking it. Yeah.
0: Like, I'm it's sorry.
2: Not
1: as overt
2: but the reality is still the same
0: but I think it's slowly changing like anything else like it's the start I don't know if you've ever seen that video on on Instagram it's like they have interviewed all these female sports stars and I think it's like Martina Martina and Bradham Lover or something has just won Wimbledon and they ask her to give her give us a twirl and what are you wearing (laughs) And like, you would never fucking say that to Pete's Ambrose. Give us a twirl and what are you wearing?
1: You <laughs> they know? probably would now. <laughs> well, they probably would now, <laughs> actually. They'd be like, their Pete, merch- what are you doing her- to your hair? <laughs> <laughs> their merch, but also their merch is worth more than their, their football yeah, skills yeah, at this yeah. stage, you know. Mm. no, it has, and I think men are in on it too as well. Actually, that's an interesting, do you think men has, it, it has evolved from a man's point of view. Do you think men are getting in on the act now?
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. It was something that I spotted about 20 years ago. Um, what happened was that having done all of this stuff, mm. I decided I'm writing a book about it. Yes, yes. And my son, who was a director of the company yeah. that I was in at the time, we owned it, um, nearly had a seizure and said, nobody will ever find you credible ever again. Nobody mm. will ever come to be trained by you, advised by you. There's a lethal action, et cetera. It wasn't. I mean, yeah. uh, the first week, a couple of male clients came in and said, my wife said to watch you very carefully to see if I could see the scars, which is absolutely fine. But then after the book was published
0: and after I talked... By the, the it, way, the, the book was called The Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Addict. Mirror, mirror. Mirror, mirror, yeah.
2: And um, I began to get male clients who were going for job interviews or promotion interviews or just general career counselling and they were saying, I'm very conscious that I'm now on the older side in my company and they're all very young and basically they were feeling extremely threatened and they wanted to know from me should should they 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 have a procedure. Mm, And what do you you say to them? I would never advise somebody and i talk them through it yeah. until they know exactly what the possibilities are. Yeah. But in some cases, yes. uh, they did it and they came back to me. They had something like a brow lift and they came back to me afterwards and said it made a difference that they felt younger, they felt more presentable and they got treated differently.
0: Why? It's true though It's it's true You know um, I'll give you a funny story <laughs> I was in the breast clinic Last week in, in Galway And just getting a checkup And they Like said, the mammogram clinic The mammogram clinic Yeah And um, I said to them The doctor said to me He said Now uh, You know Are are you on any prescription drugs And I said No 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 prescription drugs And I said Oh actually no sorry I am I, I'm, I'm on Ozempic." And he said And there was like Three or four of them there They said Did they Did I mind if a student came in uh, so there was two or three students there. Anyway, yeah, they said, "Any prescription drugs?" I said, "Oh, I am. I'm, I'm on a Zempic," and she said, "Now, have you had any side effects?" And I was like, "Yeah, I have had a really, really. I have had side effects." Because what are your side effects? And I'm like, I look deadly. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like seriously is that your only side effect I'm like I look deadly and I drink less I'm like it's literally a wonder drug it does remove or reduce all craving yeah yeah it's crazy like it's crazy so back back to Terry Terry
1: Terry, okay if if
2: you said you're going to do more what are you going to do next I'm probably going to have a facelift and possibly bleph. A bleph. Have you had a bleph before? An
1: never. never. You've never had a bleph. You've yeah. great eyebrows. Great eyelids. And the brow eyebrows, lift. And brow yes. yeah. Okay,
0: yeah, fair enough. And tell me this do you have any regrets about any of it?
2: None, whatever. Not even about the arm lift that really didn't work. And I think that nobody understands the immediate. Nature of the improvement mm. of uh, plastic surgery: the fact that you can spend years in the gym. Years. <laughs> you can walk your legs off. You can weight lift, and I did two Ironman, by the way, two. There you go. Two. Yeah. Whereas the week after the surgery. cosmetic surgery, you're different. You're better. You're feeling great. You're looking great. And people are saying to you, Wow, you look really rested. But you're <laughs> you're works. you're
1: lucky though, to be fair. Like you 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 obviously didn't have any any, you know, bad instances. and you always think I just wanna ask one last question and then we're gonna to get told to wrap up. What do you think of the trend of everyone going over to Turkey for past surgery? Going over to where yeah, people traveling over to Turkey for, for oh disastrous yeah
2: disastrous why because
1: you traveled yeah exactly. as well yeah so
2: I did a whole hell of a lot of research mm. before I went and I looked up on the American um IA. Medical Council yeah. thing exact how many times have they been sued all of that jazz I think that
0: the trend, you put your proper journalistic hat on yes yeah.
2: mm-hmm. and and self protective. The trend for going to Turkey, I think, is lethal. Well, it's provably lethal. Yeah, nine deaths this
0: year, nine deaths
2: already. It's truly dreadful. And people who are saying, yeah, but I could get it done for 2,000 as opposed to 6,000 a year. The answer is, yeah, and you could end up really dead.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And what your funeral you? is going to cost twenty grand. Yeah, is <laughs> yeah. it? I like, haven't, I haven't costed funerals <laughs> recently. Me neither. I'm like, I'm like i like, I laugh at these people. I'm like, your life. This is your life. I oh know. Um, but if something's really bugging you, and you know, you don't have the money for it. Yeah, I know. But if you don't have the money for it, don't do it cheaply. Just don't do it. So do well, or really don't well. do it at all. Don't do it at
2: all. Yeah. Like save, save, save. Anybody can. Well, not anybody, but. If you are bothered badly enough, you can cut out a whole lot of other things and just add up the money and then say, here I am. Oh, I've completely forgot to tell you my most recent thing. Go on. Um, We're never going to hear. Mr. Arthur Cummings, and I didn't get this for free or reduced or anything, in the Wellington Clinic. I heard him on a radio programme being interviewed by Pat Kenny and I thought, what a nice bloke. I heard Um, that too, yeah. yeah. And then I was he said something about that you could get lenses put into your eyes. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. So I went to see him and he said, Yes, we could do this, this, and this. And but I'd probably still need glasses to read books and everything. So I went in and I had the two eyes done. I swear to God, I can see your back teeth even when you have your mouth closed. Yeah. I can read anything without books. I have twenty. Twenty vision at an advanced stage in my life. I'm grateful to God, I'm grateful to Him and it has nothing to do with vanity. I can wear really great glasses if I want vanity but the capacity to see even tiny leaves 60 feet in the air on a tree... Oh, that's truly magic. That that was this year's thing. I did it six weeks ago.
1: Well wow. wow. that is the magic of aesthetics and medic, medicine, and this whole area. We've said this since day one. This is not a vanity mission. This is. I, mean, like, I don't. I don't think it is at all. Thing. I think it's all
0: about empowerment. Actually, yeah. you know. So uh, I couldn't agree more with with Terry. But I, uh, you know, just trying to, to to see what you're kind of, you know. Opinion on it is, and on that note, we have to wrap up.
1: Thank you so much for your time. We are delighted, and um, it, was, it was absolutely eye opening. Even without a bluff, it was eye opening.
0: <laughs> and for anybody who wants to get your new book, yes, it is. Thank you. Caution to the wind, and it's available now at all good bookstores. Thank okay. you so much, Terry. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and please do come and check in with us next week where we will be interviewing the fabulous pharmacist, Laura Dowling. She will be bringing her giant vulva and we will be th- talking about all things vagina related. So tune in next week. And in the meantime, if you have anything that you want to ask us or for us to talk to Laura about, please DM us on our social channels at Future Beauty Show. Bess up with Liz and Nikki, a Go Loud original podcast. Proudly sponsored by BTL Aesthetics, the creators of all the best clinical treatments. MFACE, MSculpt Neo, and Exxion.
2: Subscribe to this podcast for free on the Go Loud app. Go Loud sounds better with us.